Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Bleeping Life on Earth. Thank you for joining me today. And in today's episode, oh my god, this is going to be a tricky one. Um, believe me, I, I got to a point where I actually prayed before um, I kind of created the, the script just because I want to be mindful that this episode might not be the easiest thing to tackle and I want to be also sensitive of anyone um, who might think otherwise, uh, like might think a different thing than than what I'm saying in this episode and I want to yeah be be sure that I'm being sensitive to everyone so on today's episode I want to talk about two things so the first thing is a concept uh, about the world being mirror of or yeah the world being a mirror of ourselves and the other thing is duties and yeah the the sense of should versus want um i've spoken loads on this podcast about recognizing our own worth and you know it it has been kind of like an underlying issue um i wouldn't say issue i wouldn't say issue an underlying topic if you will because it to me it's just it's such an important topic because it's the foundation of everything else in our life so our perceptions our relationships our decisions everything is based on the relationship that we have with ourselves so i have mentioned it but i will mention it again it has been fairly recently that i have been working on my relationship with myself and that i have actually started to improve in that uh, relationship it's been less than a year actually since I went to therapy and I kind of I, I think for me that starting point of therapy even though it was only for the anxiety and I say only for anxiety kind of um, <laughs> very quote-unquote because it was um, such a big deal for me but that that um, process kind of changed everything else in my life in the good way and yeah I, I I think that relationship with ourselves is so important is such a strong foundation into everything else in our lives so those two concepts or those two ideas that I want to talk about today are they can also be informing that relationship with ourselves if it makes sense um and yeah i'm 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 just going to go into it <laughs> leap into the into the deep end of the pool <laughs> so the first thing the the concept of the world being a mirror of us um or of us being a mirror into the world it's it's that concept that when something shocks us or when something um evokes kind of a strong reaction um uh, in ourselves when some characteristic of someone else creates a strong reaction of on in us it's because there is an underlying issue whether that is a wound or it's a limiting belief um that it can help us recognize those qualities that we may not think we have or um, those things that might be limiting our growth and 
I'm not explaining it well at all. Um, but when I kind of incorporated that thought or that concept into my life, it made it so much easier. And I say easier again, quote unquote, because it's obviously not an easy process to heal and to become my own champion and my own best friend. So it works both ways in the positive and the negative. But the idea is that anything in other people that evokes a strong reaction in us, it's because we have it within ourselves. So say we admire someone for their inner beauty, for example, and and there's a very strong reaction in us. Um, and in that sense, it's a positive reaction. And we really, really admire that person. Well, according to this theory, it can be because we are recognizing um, a characteristic, in this case, their inner beauty, um, that might be a reflection ourselves of our own inner beauty that we don't recognize or um, to me it always happens so one of the things that I admire the most out of my grandfather and my grandmother and my mother and my father and you know key people in my life has been their strength and their strength when it comes to difficult situations that they have left and it's not until I kind of incorporated this theory or this belief into my life that I realized that what I am admiring is my own inner strength that I don't think I have or that I don't recognize at all times, if you will. Um, so yeah, it's, it's calling, in that sense, that mirror concept is calling our attention for us to recognize a quality in ourselves that we don't usually recognize and to embrace it and to kind of celebrate ourselves because of it. And in on the flip side, in the negative example, if we are deeply annoyed by someone's, say, confidence, um, to the point where we might dislike the person or to the point where we might avoid that person. So it's like a very strong reaction. That theory tells us that it might just mean that our own confidence can be lacking and that it's something that deep inside us we need to work on. Uh, you, without getting sidetracked, by the way, um, the other day I was, uh, <laughs> I was crawling through... Etsy and Pinterest, as one does, um, looking for journaling prompts. Because sometimes I have no idea what to write about, so I look for prompts, you know, as everyone does. And I saw this brilliant prompt that I wanted to share with you. And it was so funny. It was, um, write a birth announcement for your confidence. Oh my god, I highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. Because it was so much fun to do. Like separating my confidence from me you know looking at them as different entities because I think we so we take so seriously that side of the confidence and we um, push ourselves to be the most confident people ever and it was so nice to rethink that as a separate identity and as something that needs to grow and to nurture and kind of like a plant or like a baby you know it, it needs to be fed and it was also really really fun not to take it so seriously so to think of it as a birth announcement and whatnot and 
and the prompt um the photo of the prompt had like a stork and it was so funny i highly recommend doing that activity if you are uh looking for journaling prompts or if you're not sure what to write about consider that one a birth announcement for your confidence it's just amazing amazing i had so much fun Anyway, yeah, back to the point. Um, yeah, I think once you understand that those strong emotions uh, that seem to be evoked by someone else are not evoked by someone else, but are rather like a reflection of yourself or of things that you might not recognize within yourself, both the negative and the positive, it kind of makes easier, again, easier, quote unquote, to heal and to treat yourself with kindness and to work on yourself and on those things that you might need to heal and to work on. Um, because I don't think it's mentioned enough that those flaws as well as trauma responses are not something to blame, um, rather are not something that you should blame on yourself basically. So they're not something for which we need to attack someone. <sighs> And I don't necessarily mean that in the in the physical way. But have you guys noticed that when there's like a trauma response or when there's like a, a flaw uh, of any kind, we tend to like blame the person that has that flaw or blame the person that has that trauma response as if somehow they should like magically heal when that's not the case. Like let's use the example of my lack of confidence and I'm not saying that it's a trauma response and I'm not saying that everyone will have the same experience that I will because obviously everyone has a different life path and everyone has had different experiences and I think we need to be mindful and we need to be um, tolerant and helpful with anyone that's going through any trauma responses and we need to support them and you know support them in healing the best way that they can and be very very sensitive to that but um anyway let's let's go to the example of the my own lack of confidence i can assure you that attacking myself again i do not mean it in a physical way i mean it in the in a quote-unquote normal way that we say like um we are for example i don't know if it has happened to you but um when you think something and then you think oh i'm being ridiculous for thinking like that kind of beating yourself up mentally and being negative and putting yourself in that negative mindset and thinking that you are ridiculous or that you are uh so unhelpful or xyz um beating myself up in that sense due to my lack of confidence will definitely not be the way to heal that part of me that might require a bit more healing and a bit more nurturing. Uh, the problem is that we often attack ourselves and we attack others in that sense, in the sense of mindset, um, for those perceived flaws, when the most optimal way would be the complete opposite. You know, um, if my confidence is lacking, treating myself with love and with kindness and supporting myself and my achievements when I fall and understanding why I might not be confident and you know respecting myself and putting those boundaries and and celebrating those achievements and celebrating those little things and those little qualities that I might think that is what go what's going to lead me to actually improving my self-confidence and that like 
replacing the negative thoughts with a more positive mindset in general that's so much healthier and so much more like <laughs> useful and effective than attacking myself and blaming myself for not having that confidence to begin with and it's such an an easy I'm saying easy too much it's it's such an obvious thing to think but it's not the reaction that we always have and to me it has helped me almost disassociating with that side and I know it sounds crazy but hear me out um, treating myself as someone external so treating myself as I would treat my best friends doing those steps to treat me as I would treat my best friends has taken me from a place of that negativity of you know um, thinking that I'm being ridiculous or putting myself down or you know that that sense of mentally attacking myself um, it has taken me from that place to a much more healthier um, scenario where I kind of almost use self soothing tools and you know holding myself and and being kind with myself and when i first started using this kind of way of of thinking it was when those anxiety issues were really bad um so i went from a place of oh you're being ridiculous for thinking that you're you know going to have xyz experience or you're being ridiculous for thinking that someone is in danger when they're clearly not to it's okay it's okay that your anxiety is cropping up it's okay that your brain is trying to protect you it's okay that you know you're having this experience and it's okay that you're feeling like this you know it's such a different thing <laughs> I know, you know i know it sounds obvious but um another example so I used to be really, really negative and to beat myself up when I was, say, having feelings for a lie, uh, having feelings for a guy that clearly didn't have feelings for me. So I used to say, like, to myself, "Oh, you're being ridiculous for thinking that. Like, you're being ridiculous for feeling that way." And how much healthier is it to say, "Well, that's okay." It's okay to have feelings and emotions and you are allowed because you're a human just like he's allowed to feel completely different and you know that's fine. We're all entitled to our own feelings and if it's not meant to be it's going to pass. How much healthier? See the massive difference between those two reactions? One is completely negative and it's you know based on attacking yourself and and being negative with yourself and, and you know um putting yourself down when the other is pushing yourself up and holding you and soothing you and and treating you like you would you know a plant or a puppy <laughs> um and i don't know if it's just me but that one pattern of thinking of treating myself as i would someone externally has allowed me to do a turn of 180 in my own relationship with myself because again we're all so negative with one like with ourselves but we wouldn't be as negative to someone else and I think that theory of the mirror has also allowed me to understand myself and to nurture 
those not recognized qualities and flaws in order to be my happiest self and to and to heal me and to treat myself well so i would highly recommend both the mirror concept and the treating yourself as a best friend and believe me at the beginning i know it feels incredibly weird to just like <laughs> think of yourself as someone else and to you know almost have those conversations as you would with someone else but with yourself it feels incredibly weird but eventually it does become a bit of like second nature and it's easier to step out of that self-critical mindset that we so so often have and yeah i highly recommend those three things actually the journaling prompt because it's so funny and so nice um the mirror concept because it allows you to identify wounds and identify flaws and identify even qualities and helping you kind of work on that on that recognizing that self-worth stage and the treating yourself as a best friend and i would often do it when i was having really bad anxiety um episodes because there's this stop technique with a double p that kind of encourages you to step back and to reframe to observe what what's happening to um reframe those thoughts and to pause and come up with like a more realistically helpful way of seeing it and one of those prompts was that that um what would you say if it was your best friend that was thinking that how much difference like how much more different would those reactions be so yeah i definitely recommend that and anyway without getting sidetracked the other thing that i wanted to talk about was that sense of duty and shoots versus ones and basically the other day and i remember it was a sunday because i had absolutely nothing to do and i I'm completely aware that I'm very privileged that I don't have that many responsibilities and that I don't have that many commitments with other people that, you know, a parent, for example, might have, obviously, because they have to be constantly thinking what they should do in order to their babies, children, creatures um, to be okay. And by the way, I use the the term creatures because in Spanish it's very cute. It's like a cute term of you know, we're all creatures of the Lord. So it's not meant to be something offensive at all. I know that sometimes in English it sounds kind of like, oh, <laughs> that's rude. But I don't mean it in a rude way. I mean it kind of like a cuddly thing. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like a cute term, not a bad term. Um, but anyway, I know that for me, I am very privileged that I can reframe my life and reframe the way that I see my life because I don't have those commitments. Um, whereas for other people, they might obviously need to be a bit more mindful in the way that they see their lives because they do have those responsibilities. But anyway, I was chilling and I was you know not doing anything and I didn't have to do anything at that time because it was a Sunday um, but I thought oh what should I do today and that that sentence kind of like struck me because it was like well you shouldn't do anything 
you don't have to do anything that you don't want to right now because it's a Sunday and you don't have any responsibilities. Like, not really. Today, you don't have to do anything. And I realize that we are so programmed to see life in terms of what we should and we should not want. Like, we are so stuck in this hamster wheel of constantly, you know, Once you finish high school, you should move on to college. Once you've been dating someone for X amount of years, you should probably marry them. Once you're married, you should probably think about having kids. We've all been conditioned to think about shoulds rather than wants, you know? And it's it's almost like we stop taking responsibility for our own lives if we're constantly following that should because we don't step back and we don't realize or we don't think about whether those shoulds are actually aligned to what we want in the big picture and yeah it takes away our own power i realize because we are not necessarily following what we want and what will make us happy and if we are chasing what others want and what we should want we cannot fail uh, at achieving the dream if that's not the dream in the first place like think about <laughs> i'm going to put a very stupid example but it's going to work if you are <laughs> uh <laughs> A young female, <laughs> or if you like rom-coms in general. <laughs> that might be a bit stereotypical of me, by the way. But it's because I really like rom-coms. And, you know, I'm a relatively young female. So I kind of assume that everyone likes rom-coms um, when I shouldn't. But anyway, my dad likes rom-coms and my brother likes certain rom-coms. So it might not be a young female type of thing. Anyway, if you have watched this movie, without wanting to get very sidetracked, if you have watched A Cinderella Story by Hilary Duff, you will know what I'm talking about. So, Austin Ames, right, he is following a dream, but it's not his dream, it's his dad's dream. So when he, you know, runs from the football field, um, American football that is, And he goes towards the bleachers to talk to Hilary Duff, um, Sam, <laughs> Hilary Duff, clearly, um, to talk to Sam. Um, his dad kind of pushes him backwards and he says, like, you're going, you're ruining your dream. And he turns around very dramatically and says, no, dad, I'm not ruining my dream. I'm ruining yours or something along those lines. But it is a very, like, helpful example in that sense that if we're following someone else's dreams then it's okay if we fail because we're not failing at our dream in the first place and we're the problem is that we're constantly following the shoot of someone else not our ones not our own shoots we should always be productive we should be doing xyz even if it's not necessarily what we want and even if it's not necessarily aligned to our own dreams and then if things don't turn out the way that we want because obviously they will not if we are basing our own live and we are basing our own decisions based on someone else's criteria obviously it's not going to turn out how we want then we can fall back and say everything's okay and 
the problem is that of course we will not achieve our dreams if we're not actually following them. Of course we're not actually going to get what we want if we are basing our entire lives on someone else's criteria. And if you're one of the lucky ones that want and actually dreams with everything that is expected of you, then that's amazing. And it you should celebrate it and you should be happier because you're in the right path or you might it might be easier for you to get into the right path. And one would hope that if you want what people around you expect of you, then those people around you should be helpful in helping you achieve that vision. But if your vision, like <laughs> so many other people, steers from those external shoots, well then following them, like following those external shoots might be or will be the fastest way to give up your own power and to give up on your dreams. And when we ask ourselves what we want rather than want than what we should, um and how we truly want our lives to look like and what actions we need to complete because obviously there there will always be shoots um but when we are thinking of our shoots based on our wants based on the big picture of what we actually want that's when we're regaining our own power and we're taking full responsibility for both what we want in life and how we are getting there. And in other words, we're, we're claiming our back our lives that way without giving a rat's tail as to what other people expect from us because that is ultimately not going to satisfy us. And, you know, I have a story about this. Um, one of the defining people in my life um, is a work friend. She is amazing. She's older than me. I am not going to say how old she is because she's going to be really annoyed at me. And she chose not to have kids. She has like 10 nieces and nephews. And I'm very sorry, Lynn, if I'm miscounting. <laughs> I think it's about 10. Um, and she's the best auntie ever. And she has a beautiful dog, my dog niece, Molly, who is so, so cute. And before I met Lynn, I thought happiness for a woman was tied to having children because in a way, all the women around me that I knew that were relatively happy all had children. So I was subconsciously associating those two things. Like, obviously, if you want to be happy, then obviously you want to have kids, which it's clearly not the case. And I know that. <laughs> like, I know that it's it's a stupid way of seeing life but um those were the examples that i had around me so in a way i was thinking that a plus b equals c and when i met her uh, that kind of completely changed my life without wanting to be very dramatic because i saw how happy she was based on that decision like with a decision completely different to what other women in my life had made and I saw how happiness could be different because I saw her happy with her life and thanks to that I knew it was possible for me to be happy with a different path than that of being a mother and it's not that it's wrong of course it's not wrong um, to be a mother and it's not wrong to not be a mother it's completely fine um, but 
in my like in my life in my experience that was not an option until i met lynn until i saw how happy she was and i understood that i could be happy as well without following that path that i thought i had to follow absolutely and all that was based on her courage for of being herself and of following what she wanted to to follow and how she wanted life to look like and for that I'll always be grateful you know I'll always be grateful for her decision of doing so like of following those dreams even if she had absolutely no idea that I her favorite Venezuelan was going to get into her life and even if she had absolutely no idea of the positive impact that her following her life and and following what she wanted her life to look like was going to have in someone else's life in this case mine um because her courage courage <laughs> what because her courage and her authenticity changed my own life for the better even if she had no idea so yeah being yourself and following your dreams and the ones like the big ones rather than the shoot ones again the big ones that might change someone else's life for the better even if you're even if you don't think so without you ever imagining so and anyway <laughs> i guess the the message in that last bit was follow what you want and again i know that it's not easy if you already have your life mapped out or if you already are kind of like midway through it will not be easy but i think that there's always actions that we can make in order to in order to follow our dreams and to make our dreams closer to reach our dreams um that's what i mean and yeah that is it for today i hope you enjoyed this episode and like i said i kind of prayed that i would be sensitive and that i would be wise enough to convey the things that i wanted to convey and that it would be helpful to everyone so i do hope that this episode has given you at least one or two useful things that you can incorporate into your life and i i hope it does help um thank you so much for joining me in this episode thank you thank you thank you for joining me in this um journey that i am taking and i love you loads and i hope you have a fantastic day and a fantastic week and a fantastic life in general thank you so much i love you and until next time bye